0: Good morning, and welcome to episode 491 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast. I, I, I don't really know how we're supposed to introduce this anymore. Uh, <laughs> I guess we could say the daily podcast presented by Baseball Reference Play Index. I'm Sam Miller with Baseball Prospectus with Ben Lindbergh from Brantland.com, a subsidiary of ESPN or, But How do you want to do?
1: We'll streamline it. Technically, I have not started my job yet. I don't start till next Monday, so right now I'm... I'm just unemployed. I'm between jobs, and you're just doing me a favor here, letting me come on your podcast.
0: Well, if anybody's looking for a good employee, I, he's unemployed. <laughs> but I will vouch for Ben Lindbergh as a uh, as an employee and in uh, a person. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so hopefully that'll help you get some work in these next four days.
1: Thanks. I hope so. I I've got I got a few lines on things. Something's coming together. I think. By the way, thanks to everyone who said nice things to us on Twitter or via email or Facebook group or iTunes review or whatever it is on Friday or over the weekend. There were some some very nice touching tributes to the podcast. So thank you.
0: Yeah, we uh, we have a we have a guest day, but before I introduce him, before I uh, note him or Say who he is or let him talk. Uh, ben, do you do you feel like briefly noting the all-star iTunes review? Because it, it really is one of the highlights. I'd say it's one of the high points of
1: the show. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, let me see. I sent it to you. It, it's a five-star review. It's, its subject line is, Only shooting stars break the mold. And it reads, I hit the ground running with this podcast at about episode 20. And Effectively Wild has slowly grown into my favorite sports podcast and my first listen every day when a new one pops up. It is, in short, my personal all-star of a podcast. There's so much to do, so much to see with this podcast. Ben and Sam are the sharpest tool in the shed. They have a deep knowledge of baseball and a genuine chemistry together. It's a refreshing contrast from podcasts where the media men beg to differ. So when somebody once told me that the podcast (laughs) is no longer going to be a daily thing, I was happy for Ben that he got a new job, but sad that it is no longer going to be a daily release. That said, I guess I understand the move. As one genius once said, you'll never know if you don't go, you'll never shine if you don't glow. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, All right. So that's very well done.
1: Yes. Good job. All
0: right. Well, good job. Um, All right. So uh, we're here with Zachary Levine. Zachary, how are you doing?
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me. and very happy this is uh, continuing to be a thing.
0: Yeah, I'm very glad that you coming on every once in a while is also continuing to be a thing. Yeah,
2: I enjoy mm-hmm.
0: it. Uh, one of, uh, you, uh, what, probably our, I would guess our number two most frequent guest, is that?
1: Yeah, if it's not Russell, it's got to be Zachary, right?
0: Oh, I was thinking uh, Jason. Oh. Jason's, yeah, le- Jason's been a, a, a fill-in for me numerous
1: mm-hmm. times. Yeah. But
0: yeah, Russell. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so Zachary, you're here to talk to us about the All Star Week and uh, where Bud Seeley gets it all wrong.
2: Is that right? <laughs> gets some of it wrong, and uh, I think there are. Uh, we talk about the the ways that we've tried to that we've tried to fix baseball, tried to fix the draft, and and how many of them actually make things worse. And mm-hmm. that's sort of going to be the disclaimer to this whole thing is. So many things you could do with All Star Week would just make it a lot worse. So uh, we have to sort of set that up first uh, before we talk about how to fix the schedule in the Futures game and and how it all uh, relates in this four day break.
1: So what are we? Right. Where do we start so, with uh, with things that are wrong?
2: All right. So there was an article today by Craig Calcaterra at NBC Sports. He's uh, one of my favorite reads and. Uh, The headline was, Major League Baseball needs to shift the All-Star Week schedule, Uh, talking about how the Futures game was played uh, yesterday, Sunday, uh, at the same time as the World Cup final, which, uh, despite uh, our nation's not being in it, still captured a lot of uh, the attention. And also at the same time as active baseball games were going on, the same time that you know, most a lot of the people who might be your audience for the futures game were either at baseball games or are watching their home team on television. So, uh, in the the age of the DVR and with the futures game sort of not being important for a result, it's it's probably not a bad thing to be able to watch uh, on delay. It, it carries over to delay a lot better than an actual baseball game would, where where it's sort of about who wins and, and what happens. This is, is just the Futures game is mostly about being able to get your eyes on people. But, but the article was about how, we can, how baseball can sort of make this into an event. And, and Craig, uh, Craig laid out two possibilities that I, I wanted to discuss and, and maybe ask you guys about. Uh, I'll read from it. Quote, can, any, can anyone explain to me why Major League Baseball doesn't do something about this? such as moving the Futures game to Monday night and getting rid of the Home Run Derby. Uh, or if the Home Run Derby is too much to lose from a financial perspective, shifting everything forward a day with the Futures game on Monday, the Home Run Derby on Tuesday, and the All-Star game on Wednesday. Uh, if we were to do that, more pitchers could take part in it due to the extra day of rest. Plus, we wouldn't have the utterly and totally dead baseball night on Wednesday. So that's uh, those are Craig's two... Uh, two suggestions and to me the the second one makes much more sense I, I don't i don't like the home run derby but but i think the the ratings will say that uh the and the interest from fans and and the tweets as it's going on will will say that there definitely is an audience for it but uh, i was curious about what you guys thought about those two uh suggestions
1: i i mean i i think the the home run derby is is somewhat stale and they're doing what they can to freshen it up but but I would I would keep it but I I've always thought that they should just put the Futures game as like a lead-in to the Home Run Derby and I I think maybe Jeff Passan might have suggested that years ago just have it because right now it's at 5 p.m. Eastern on a Sunday which is just such a strange time it's not it's not prime time there are games going on it's, not, it's, it's just not an hour when people are tuning in for some special baseball event. So even if you just made it Monday at the same time and just had it, had it happen as the, the opener to the Home Run Derby, I feel like it would get more attention. And it should well, get more attention.
0: Even if you just moved it to Sunday night and replaced the Sunday night game of the week for that week mm-hmm. with the Futures game and made that a primetime show on, mm-hmm. you know, on the MLB network, um, well, I don't know. Maybe ESPN would want to broadcast it. I doubt it. Um, but you know, I, I doubt it's big enough to replace Sunday Night Baseball ratings-wise. But um, you know, if baseball stopped so that everybody could sort of start, um, you know, All-Star Week on Sunday, you know, evening, and then it kind of leads into the rest of the week's activities. I could even see that working. Um, yeah, but the the way it is right now is the weirdest. Thing. I mean, not only that but nothing starts at 5 p.m. Eastern. Like game, there aren't even <laughs> regular games that start at five. Like what do you what starts at two in the afternoon, in well on the West Coast or five Eastern, mm-hmm. ever? Like is there one single sporting event that has ever started at five Eastern?
2: No, there's there's a lot of fours and then the Super Bowl is six and and there are no uh, I don't know of any fives.
1: And you would think that this would be something that Major League Baseball would really want to promote. And I mean, right now there are people in our Facebook group who forgot to DVR or had to be at work on Sunday when the game was going on, and, and they want to see the game now, and there's just no no real clear way to, to see it. Someone looked at the the MLB Network schedule for the next few days. It's not being replayed. You'd think it might be replayed tonight, oh gosh, for instance. Yeah, it's not yeah, even... Yeah. So it's really it's strange because, I mean, you said that, you know, you you don't think it would get Sunday night baseball type ratings and maybe it wouldn't. But you'd think I don't know, maybe my viewpoint is skewed by the um, just rabid interest in prospects at, you know, among baseball prospectus readers, among our listeners, among people who. Read internet sites and read scouting stuff But that's a, a self-selecting group Of course those people have, have come to Baseball Prospectus To read those things And there aren't that many places you can get that kind of info Which is why it's why it's so popular for BP And for the other places that do it Maybe among the general baseball-watching public It doesn't have the same appeal But, but MLB has put such an effort into making the draft uh, An event, and I don't know how successful that's been, but that's—I mean, it's one of the like the marquee events of the season. MLB markets that heavily, and you'd think that the futures game is a a bigger draw, a more interesting event, if only because those guys are close to the majors; they're going to be there soon. Whereas the the main problem with the draft is is that it's not like basketball; it's not like football. These guys are not going to be in the major leagues next year. It's going to be a while. Whereas Future's game. These guys are are ready. They're they could be up this year. So it's it's strange. You'd think they'd want to promote it just because these are the next baseball stars who are up and coming, and and also because you'd you'd think there would be interest in it at least among among our group of of people who write about the game or watch the game and read our writing. It's uh it's regarded as as maybe the highlight of this week. I would think. Do you think? Yeah. About,
0: and, do you think there's ahead, anything, just out of curiosity? Do you think there's anything that they could do to the futures game itself to make it more interesting or, or a better product on its own, not just timing wise, but uh, as far as you know, uh, the the uh, the game itself, the the selection process, anything like that?
2: I guess one of the th- if you look at what the NBA did with. Uh, Has done with its all-star week and and we can talk about this uh, In a few minutes as we we talk about sort of what else could change with all-star week is that the NBA has uh, the rookie sophomore game um, which is just what it sounds like and and If I were suggesting a way this wouldn't be a Necessarily a good idea, but it, it would be an idea that would probably get more Average major league baseball fans like fans who are just, you know, fans of their home team and maybe know one or two prospects, but but aren't really prospect people is is you open it up to MLB rookies who aren't uh, all stars is uh, that you consider the futures game not only prospects, but here's our guy. Here are guys who are already up and and playing in, in your home stadium right now. Uh, who are the next generation of stars? You would have, you could have like Mookie Betts playing. You could have, you know, some of the um, some of the guys who either just broke in. And I said Betts, I, I think he was probably, sol- I think he might have been selected to the he Futures was. Game, and yeah, then uh, and then couldn't play. But but you include the guys who have some name recognition to the more casual fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess the idea in exclusion who has like a plate appearance in the majors um, but it was ineligible is that the idea is that these are people who you can't otherwise see on, in a big league park um, and so once they're in the majors you can see them in a big league park if you really want to go but you're right it does seem like a strange strategy to, uh, to exclude the most marketable or the most uh, you know uh, the, the biggest draws uh, specifically because they're bigger draws you know. Because they've made it to the majors, I was wondering whether um, it might be, and and this is maybe less a replacement for the futures game. Actually, the one thing I would do is I would I would rather see the futures game be like streamlined, like fifteen player rosters and um, on each side, so that you can see these guys play full games. Um, because I, I think that you know it's if you really want to watch a player, you don't just want to see him bat once or or you know. Play the field for two innings. So uh, I would rather see it just be basically, you know, very few substitutions. And, you know, you have a couple of relievers in the bullpen, but treat it almost like a real game. Um, the other thing, not necessarily to replace it, but um, maybe to, as an, as another event that might work in All Star Weekend, uh, All Star Week, would be a, a draft pick game. Um, And I would actually probably rather watch draft picks and maybe the average fan would. I'm not sure. I mean, once you get past the first, uh, you know, the top prospect uh, in your team's farm system, most fans don't really know that much beyond. And so most of these guys aren't huge draws. But the draft picks have like a sort of uh, sexy luster to them right now. And it's tricky because not all of them have signed. um, And a lot of them are sort of at the end of years where they've been, you know, worked hard, um, and you know they're sort of shutting it down, and you know the, their development is probably at a more important stage where the club really wants to get them in and get a look at them, and probably doesn't want them going away for three days. But I would watch the heck out of a out of a first round draft pick game.
1: I wouldn't be, uh, yeah, I, I mean I'd watch that. I definitely watch that. I, I I'm more intrigued by the futures game than than by that, just because of the proximity to the majors and and the amount I know about the players. Although I guess you could say that. That that's a reason why you would want to watch the draft pick game because you don't know as much about that about those guys. We we did a we're doing a, a how to fix All Star Week group post at Grantland, which is something that Grantland has done the last couple of years. And my hey hey <laughs> yeah, am I not allowed to to promote? No, that?
0: you're you're allowed to. But we were mm-hmm. we were just for the record,
1: mm-hmm. we
0: were also thinking of doing a how to fix the All Star game. <laughs> Well, post. So I just don't want you thinking that that because you said that I, I want this to be a safe place where uh-huh. we can
1: share I without worrying about I intellectual think. theft. So yeah, how to, just, how to? It's not the most original idea in the world. How pretty to fix original.
0: It. <laughs> pretty original. It's been
1: done ten times every year, every year yeah. that I can remember. So, uh, so my my contribution was that we should put a little more put some prospects in the derby. I want to see. I want to see the home run, the minor league home run leaders in the home run derby instead of, I mean, you know, Brian Dozier is a fine player and Todd Frazier is a fine player. But the thought of of watching them take batting practice essentially does not make me want to drop whatever I'm doing and watch that. I would definitely drop whatever I was doing and watch Joey Gallo and Chris Bryant Try to hit home runs which which happened today just just plain batting practice It was like a frenzy on Twitter just people reacting to those guys hitting balls out of the stadium And then of course Gallo was the Futures game MVP because he hit a gigantic home run So I would love to see those guys in the home run derby Um, As it is I if I watch it'll be on in the background and I won't be playing paying very close attention if those guys replace the, the least exciting players in that event, I would be riveted. So that's my recommendation for that.
0: Did they broadcast? Not original, by the way, Ben. We had this exact <laughs> conversation last year.
1: Did uh, we, didn't we, we last yeah, year? You and me. You last and year me. We, wanted, we wanted like Ben Revere in it and, and Ichiro and Jose Altuve or something weird and effectively wildy. Uh,
0: in addition to the minor <laughs> top minor league.
1: Oh, okay. Well... Uh I'm sticking they, to it.
0: Did they broadcast batting practice? Is that how people saw it or were people tweeting? It was people
1: him? who were there.
0: Huh. I'd like to see. I'd like to get a bootleg of that show. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Just like the basement tapes or something.
2: hmm
0: Of Joey Gallo hitting baseballs in a basement. That'd yeah. be fun actually. <laughs> that would be awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. And I guess the, the home run derby quest uh, discussion brings me to sort of the next question uh from this uh from this piece which is you know we have these empty days if, if we're not moving anything if we're just moving the the futures games to sunday night or or something like that we, we still have these empty days on wednesday and thursday i think the triple a all-star game might still be on wednesday but that's like the opposite of the futures game in a lot of ways <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, what do we do with these blank nights in the calendar when there are no other sports going on and baseball has just this opportunity to uh, just sort of keep the public interest momentum going? You're not competing against anything on that uh, Wednesday and Thursday nights. I think that's why ESPN puts its uh, big award show uh, that Wednesday night. The ESPYs are, are, I think, that night just as a blank night on the the sports calendar. Um, But but um, we have the Home Run Derby. Are there any other skills competitions that you think would be at all watchable and and might catch on like the the Home Run Derby did?
1: Uh, We we definitely discussed this maybe last year, and as I recall, you were anti pretty much everything, right? I'm Um,
0: strongly opposed to skills competitions for baseball.
1: Can you, uh, why, can you rehash? Uh,
0: yeah, as I recall, it's that uh, the skills are either themselves boring, like running is boring to watch, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's in a baseball context. And pretty much all the skills are boring except when they're in baseball game action. So like watching a guy run while the ball is live is exciting, but watching a guy run from one, you know, from a starting line to a finish line is uh, is not. Hence the not having track meets on ABC uh every weekend uh despite them being run all around the world um and same with like throwing people talk about throwing but throwing itself is not that interesting throwing when you have to um you know pick the ball up maneuver your body throw with you know uncertain momentum uh, at a uh, target that might itself be moving, while a runner is closing in. I mean, whenever you see these these uh, any, any great throw that we um, that we watch over and over on YouTube or MLB uh, highlight clips and gifs for years and years, there's always the element of the runner. The runner is it's always a close enough play that the runner is himself a, a character in this, and it puts throw in perspective and so if you just had them throwing it like a garbage can and like trying to hit it you know throw it into a garbage can from right field just wouldn't be that interesting if they you know if there was no race if there was you know if there was no um uh kind of uncertainty about where the ball is coming and who's running where and all that i just don't think it'd be interesting so i think generally anytime someone recommends a skills competition i tune out i'm not interested
1: I'm I'm kinda with you. I think the home run derby we all complain about it being boring, and it, it is kinda boring, but maybe that's because we've been watching it for you know, it's been going in the current format or something close to the current format for thirty years now with the All Star Break. But if it were once every ten years, I would I'd be into it. If it were new, if we'd never seen it before, I'd be excited to see it. So what if what if we just had a rotating skills competition where uh, it would always be new. So maybe the event itself would not stand up to repeated viewings. If it were held every year like the Home Run Derby is, we would all stop watching. But if it were once, if it were the first time we had ever seen it, I'd watch it, right? I'd watch any novel baseball idea. I'd watch guys race around the bases, even if running itself is not, inherently an interesting activity i would watch just to just to see who ran around the bases fastest right i would i'd be interested in who had the fastest time or if you did say like uh a long toss thing like who who can throw the farthest i'd kind of be into that i'd want to see how far into the stands an outfielder could throw the ball from home plate that kind of thing or some kind of uh pitching command accuracy target test right we always we always talk about how accurate pitchers are and how often they can actually hit the target and how we we don't think it's as often as people think it actually is so what if what if we got the best control command pitchers in baseball on the mound and had them throw to a tiny target a certain number of times maybe that would teach us something about baseball
0: I mean, it might it might teach you and me something. It might teach a very tiny number of people paying attention for just that specific reason <laughs> something about baseball. But can you imagine somebody jumping out of his couch because Tyler Skaggs hit the corner? Like, can you imagine anybody like really freaking out people because he like, hit the target?
1: Isn't that basically what bowling is? People watch bowling. It's the same yeah. thing, except these yeah. are people we've heard I'm of.
0: Honest to God, Ben, I would actually – I think that baseball players bowling and like a baseball players, <laughs> bo- like doing sports that they're not good at competition yeah. would be significantly better. Like we I would listen. much rather see um, uh, like uh, Johnny Helweg and Jose Altuve bowl <laughs> off.
1: Yeah, we got a listener email not too long ago asking us which players we would we would want to see bowl or would pick for our bowling team. So, and yeah, make no mistake, I
0: don't want to see that either. <laughs> I would much rather see it. But mm-hmm. that would be awful. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> the one that the one that I would want to see, and and this would never, ever, 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 ever happen, is I wanna see if you gave every guy one pitch, how fast you could throw it. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's the. Uh, I know I'm, I'm talking about every other sport but baseball here, but in the NHL Skills Competition, that's the one where everyone remembers the winner is the hardest uh, slap shot competition, and um, you know I, I would love to see who could get it up over 103 if if you gave him one pitch and said, you don't really have to hit just the strike zone as long as, you know, it doesn't bounce and is readable by the gun and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or make him hit the strike zone and, and, and uh, you know, just have it be a little more realistic that way. But uh, that's, uh, I mean someone would get badly hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're closer. Like, I, cause I, I think that having them do something that they don't ever do is much more interesting. Yeah. Like, the most, so, okay, what's the most, other than the home run derby, what's, like, the, sort of the greatest stunt skills competition in baseball history? I have, I mean, I have the answer. I don't know if you guys, if anything jumps out at you, but.
1: Uh, uh, just, like, measuring Bob Feller's
2: pitches with a motorcycle. Uh, yes. Was it the guy? <laughs> was it the guy who held all the baseballs in one hand? <laughs> no, that's, that's a good one too. <laughs> uh,
0: no, it's the guy who caught the baseball that was dropped from like the. Water.
2: Oh right. Uh, oh. Yeah.
0: And like it broke his hand, and yeah, I think he he might have died. Uh, so <laughs> if, but that's the classic one, right? And so if you had guy, if you had a bunch of catchers trying to drop things dropped out of a plane, that'd be good. But, I mean, that's like a total freak show. Like that would just turn it into a circus. I would watch it though. And <laughs> seeing a guy like really line up a throw from left field, not as not as interesting. But I mean, Ben, you made a you made a you made a decent case for it. For a split second, I thought I might have
1: be open minded, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. So I was gonna ask about the All Star Game itself. Is there anything that that we could do that Major League Baseball could do to make that more compelling? Because my, my general thought about that is that the All-Star Game is, is roughly as good as it could be, roughly as compelling as it could be. The basic idea is you get the best players together, you put them on the same field at the same time, and then they play baseball. And that's not maybe quite as, as must-see an event as it once was when a lot of these stars were unfamiliar. You didn't get to see them unless... Maybe they came into town once a year, and some of them never came into town, so you you couldn't ever see them unless maybe there was like a game of the week or something. You, you could occasionally get a glimpse of them, but otherwise you'd just be reading about them or you'd be looking at their stats, but you couldn't actually see them. And so the All-Star game, when they're all together, that was, that was a big draw, whereas now we've got embeddable highlights, we've got highlight shows on every night, we've got MLB TV, you can watch anyone at any time. And so seeing them all at once is, is nice. It's, uh, you know, I, I watch it usually, but it's not that exciting because all these guys individually are very familiar to us. So I don't know whether the All-Star game has the same ceiling it once did. I don't know whether you can recapture what was lost there, whether it's, you know, a change to the way the guys are selected or, I don't know, or whether you whether you put in the artificial stakes of the home field advantage or take it out or you mandate that guys have to play a certain number of innings or whatever tweak you make to the formula, it's still basically the same thing. It's these best players in baseball playing together, and maybe that's not quite appointment viewing anymore.
2: Right, and I think, I wonder if, if baseball has a problem, but it seems this way in all sports, is that, even if you put the, I guess it's 68 now, best players in, in baseball on the same field, you can't watch the game and, and say, oh my God, these guys are good. If you're someone who's watched baseball, like, the best players playing with and against each other doesn't look all that much different than anybody playing against anybody to me and and i guess Mm -hmm. in the futures game you did see some of that reaction like uh, you got to check out turn on your TVs now you got to check out this matchup but I, i don't know how much of that was novelty and and how much of it was yeah you really do have to check out this guy who throws 98 against this guy who can hit it 400 feet and if in the in the baseball all-star game, we're just so familiar with these guys that that we don't we don't even think of matchups that way
1: Yeah, futures game is inherently interesting if you're if you're at all interested in these guys It's it's like the all-star game. It's a meaningless exhibition of the best players in in a certain league or collection of leagues and uh, It's you know, it's a different format. It's a US versus world. Maybe that makes it more compelling. I don't know but it's just inherently interesting because we haven't gotten to see these guys. They don't have the same exposure Even with MILB TV you're you're getting, you know standard definition looks at these guys from weird camera angles that you can't skip to their at-bat so even if you're a, a Prospect person and you follow prospects pretty closely, you don't quite get the same You know, you don't you don't get the same opportunity to see them on that sort of stage so it's inherently interesting i think just because these guys are new whereas the all-star game these guys are not new we know who they are already so i don't know i don't know what you can do about that and i don't know whether it's a problem or not it just you know it 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 is it, it's it's as compelling as it is it's not it's not the biggest event on the baseball calendar anymore
0: i've been i've been racking my brain trying to think of a way to make it interesting and, and i think you're right i, I can't do it. I think that there was a year, a couple years ago, where it was sort of, it was notable, like, everybody noted that, like, every pitcher on the AL team through like, 96 or, or harder, like, as an average fastball. And there's a way that you can sort of get swept up in velocity. That's the best thing it has going for it, is that it's velocity against power hitters. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, and it's sustained. It's, you know, it's like an action movie kind of, it's as close as baseball can ever be to an action movie um, where like every beat is, is something interesting, but yeah, there's not much you can do. So here's my proposal. Um, It's three parts. One uh, offensive players don't play defense. Defensive players don't play offense. So you have a defensive all-star team and an offensive all-star team on each team. Uh, And then hopefully you would have a lot fewer substitutions Uh, because you're already getting so many players represented, so many teams represented, and uh, nobody's too tired, okay? So offensive and defensive squads for each team. Uh, Pitcher's mound is 55 feet away, (laughs) and the ball is juiced to smithereens. Like, every ball, it's like, say, a 35% juice factor on each ball. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Your pitcher's going to get himself killed.
0: Net. There's a net. There's a net and no bundle.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All (laughs) right.
1: Uh, well, I I like it better. I I mean, the, the whole key is that you have to change something. If you want to make it compelling, you can't just say the outcome of the game is going to determine home field advantage in the World Series, because that's, first of all, that's, you know, three and a half months down the line. It's not doesn't really have much suspense when you're saying maybe three and a half months from now your team will in a seven game series get to play four games at home instead of three it doesn't really put you on the edge of your seat especially because for most fans who are watching the game that's probably not going to be an issue right if you're Russell Carlton made the case in his latest article for Fox that for the A's because they are a near lock for a playoff spot you could say that home-field advantage for them, so the outcome of the All-Star game for them is as important or affects their odds of winning the World Series as much as the Jeff Samarja trade did, which is interesting. But um, but for most teams, well, they
0: Probably not
1: <laughs>
0: true, though.
1: Oh, he, he did his gory right. math. I mean,
0: because... Did he? Huh.
1: Yeah, I, I mean... Interesting. You can read what he
0: wrote. I mean, but... there's only a one... In, there's only a... Yeah, I mean, there's What's, only
1: a one in four chance
0: that the A's make it to the World Series, and then there's what? What are the chances that they play I, seven games?
1: I think he said it, it. If if both teams are equal, then it it raises your odds to fifty two percent of winning instead of fifty percent. Um, it's not. Yeah, but
0: they're they're only like a they're only like a twenty five percent chance of making the World Series, even if they're a lot right. to make the playoffs.
1: Right. Anyway, so for most teams, of course, it's not, I mean, most teams are not going to make the playoffs. And for a lot of teams, it's clear that they're not going to make the playoffs. So for them, the incentive of of winning home field advantage is is non-existent. So, So you can't just add these artificial stakes to make the game more interesting. You know, I don't, because it's not that big a deal, I don't even think it's that huge a travesty to do it that way instead of, just having an alternate alternate every year but I also don't think it's much of a much of a draw so you you can't do that you have to what we want to see is something different that's what we want to see that's what would make us watch I think is not to see the same baseball that we see on every other day of the year we want to see either different players playing we want to see you know Gallo and Bryant in the home run derby or we want to see the same guys doing different things and that's where the, the skills competition suggestions come from and that's where your suggestion comes from but that's that's kind of the key you, you can't have the same same baseball and yet it, have it be way more compelling than every other baseball game it has to be different in some fashion
2: what do you think of i think it was uh, john morosi had the wrote about the us versus the world idea for the all star game
0: uh, the, it's pretty offensive to the world <laughs> you know the idea that like we lump everybody into i mean as as it is like mostly it's just
2: of offensive people. to puerto rico i think uh-huh.
0: <laughs> i don't know i the, the idea that like uh you know i don't know that that everybody from another i, I don't exactly know how to articulate why it's offensive but i i don't think that
1: It's saying like, "Will like, like, we're as good as all of you guys put together."
0: Well, that's not even what. That's not even it. To, Mm. to, I mean, because maybe they are. If they are, Uh so what? They are. They aren't. Mm -hmm. uh, It's more lumping everybody together as the other that Mm -hmm. feels weird.
1: Yeah, and feels like we should be moving toward the the Starfleet one planet thing where we don't have to. Divide everything into nationalistic lines to make it interesting, but but we just finished the World Cup, which is exactly that, and everyone loves it. So I don't know.
2: And and I guess what I was gonna gonna wrap up with is, does it does this show sort of how spoiled we are as fans of baseball and and you know consumers of baseball and in some ways producers a little bit I guess, but that we see two empty nights on the schedule and start flipping out. And trying to fix it and trying to, you know, propose what to put where and how to avoid this problem that every other sport deals with, you know, every week. Uh, <laughs> if you're talking about football and then, uh, you know, basketball and hockey and the, the playoffs, you get these days without games. And uh, we're, uh, we're pretty spoiled here, aren't we? No no I mean
0: no. no 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 other sport purports to to be to you what baseball is to you I mean it's a daily game it's a it's a daily schedule it's like um if I don't see a co-worker for a day that's not a big deal but if I don't see you know my toddler daughter for a day I'm allowed to miss her right <laughs> it's a different relationship
1: yeah sure yeah I mean I'm as a fan i I'm okay with it. I'm okay with having a couple couple of nights off in the seventh month, seven month stretch of baseball. Um, I see your point about how, you know, you'd think that maybe Major League Baseball would want to capitalize on this dead spot on the schedule when there's no real competition. and that's that's something to be said for for filling up those days with some sort of event. but the players need a little bit of time off, right? So it's it's okay it's okay and i think it does maybe say that we're spoiled that we're not all that interested in the all-star game or that it's not as interesting as as it used to be because we are we have access to all the stars all in all the games whenever we want we can watch any game we want we can see the stars every day so you can
0: actually watch a lot of the futures games players yeah. like every day yeah you, you can if you spend like what is it 19 dollars for the MLB yeah. milb TV
1: Yeah, cast. yeah it's not a lot I, I do so it's yeah I mean we're definitely spoiled in that way I think
2: when you're in the uh when you move to the blackout territory of six different teams like I'm in right now let's <laughs> we'll talk again <laughs> uh-huh. yeah well that
1: that's Yeah, that's another issue, but yeah. <laughs> no one likes that.
2: All right, so we're meeting back here Wednesday night for the AAA All-Star game, is what we've decided, <laughs> right? Uh, what, what, are, are the
1: rosters up? Who are the, who are the most depressing players on the AAA All-Star game? I'm not sure. Let me, uh... <laughs> AAA All-Star team rosters. I got it.
0: Uh, all right, so let's see. Uh, Bobby Karecki? Do you remember, oh, anybody remember yeah. Bobby Karecki? <laughs> yeah. He's there.
1: Huh.
0: Uh, Aaron Laffey, I believe, <laughs> and uh, one of my minor league free agents. Hopefully he'll <laughs> hopefully he'll open some eyebrows uh, some I eyebrow, you don't open eyebrows. What do you open?
1: No. I, you open eyes? Raised eyebrows. No, eyebrows. Eyes. <laughs> Just raise <eyes>. some
0: eyebrows. <laughs> uh Jonathan Solano. Mm. Uh, Wilson Betameet. Oh wow. Ruben Gotai. Huh. Uh, Mike Hessman
2: yeah. Dan jo- Mike Hessman Dan- has to be there. Yeah, yeah he does.
0: He's, I'm looking he's, at... the ma- he's probably the manager. Dan Johnson. <laughs> Dan Johnson <laughs> uh, was
1: called up, right? So he's maybe he's on the Blue Jays now. Uh, Chris
0: Dickerson, uh, Ezekiel Carrera.
1: Are there, uh, are there some prospects? Logan Kensing, remember there, Logan Kensing? Are there prospects
0: on this team or is Shio it all...
1: Oh wow. <laughs> Do you uh, see any Mike
0: Mike Jacobs?
1: Yeah, Mike Jacobs. Gregorio
0: is... Petit. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, Prenn Bosch.
1: Yeah, I don't wow. know why
0: that's the first one I laughed at I don't know why I laughed at him sorry
2: <laughs> so yeah there's it... some
0: prospects oh, yeah, Al... G- yeah Aris, Aris, Ma- uh, Arismendi Alcantara Skadi Skadi from
2: the Cubs oh, So he's up. but man. he's up yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Andrew Susak mm-hmm. not many though
1: hmm. yeah that, I probably won't watch that <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay is that is that it
2: that's all I got.
1: Okay. By the way, hat tip to Ryan we- Ryan Webb for finishing his 84th career game on Saturday, pushing yeah. him one ahead of Matt Albers.
2: Your did proof, he? Uh,
0: Albers. Did he? Did he like take the the mound or something with him? <laughs> so what did Cooperstown ask for? I always want to know what Cooperstown asks for when a record like this is set.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. He'll probably set He'll it probably again Ryan soon. Webb.
0: He'll just Ryan Webb will have to stand behind glass <laughs> forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah tossing
0: ripies. the ball up and down just tossing it and catching it tossing it and catching it
1: <laughs> at least some wax works or something all right so that is it for today please support our sponsor baseball reference go to baseballreference.com use the coupon code bp to get the discounted price of 30 dollars on a one-year subscription we need some emails for wednesday's listener email show so please send those to podcast at and we'll be back tomorrow
2: I was thinking uh, the other day. I was. I'm very happy this is, is still going. But when you guys hung up because Sam was in that airfield and couldn't hear you anymore, <laughs> would have been the just the perfect ending oh, for the that's podcast. True. That's true. It would have been like been, a movie. Right. It would have been a, It would have been such a movie ending.